Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Gratitude, a grateful heart. I would like to kick off passage from a very famous woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. I want to read a few of these verses because the Lord willing, the end of this month, kicking off Advent hope, Grace and I will deal with what happened after the birth of her son and um, the miracle of his reviving, etc. I'm going to deal with a few verses and a few points some screenshots that I drew from this. I never thought I would speak on gratitude from the life of this great woman. But indeed, the Bible says she's a great woman. So I'm not going to be exhausted because Kathy Grace and I will fill in some of this when we pivot from gratitude to the advent of hope at the end of this month. How many know it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of it? And all of you know, I mean, talk about, talk about teaching to the choir. And how many know it's, just, it's good to be grateful, to live life grateful? I'm going to bring some points through the side door that won't be new to you. And uh, I hope I have a few minutes to close out in 2 Kings 8 and read a few verses from 2 Kings 8 after a few verses from 2 Kings 4. The word of the Lord declares, 2 Kings 4, verse 8, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem. That was kind of like Salem. It was a highway between cities that he would travel to, from Portland to Eugene to Seattle, but he would go through Salem, as it were. That was Shunem. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable, your version might say great woman. Say great woman. woman. Say great woman. woman. Because I'm I'm among great women today. It happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. I don't know how much encouragement a preacher needs to eat. What a great woman. She persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, of course it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there, say, turn in there, to eat some food. And she said to her husband, do you know what verse 9 says? She said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Did you bring the Bible you can highlight? If you have a spouse 
If you don't, you're, you don't have to do a verse 10. <laughs> but if you have a spouse, you, have, you should do a verse 10. She said to her husband, look, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please, let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be, whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned in there to the upper room and he laid down. Of course he did. And he said to Gehazi, his assistant, his servant, call the Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to the great woman, look, you've been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Look at these options. Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? This great Shunammite woman said, I'm secure in what I have. That was one of the versions. I'm just fine with what I have. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this privilege that you've given to me, extending my days. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you, Lord. I do not take this for granted. I thank you that I get to share with these most wonderful flock, my brothers and sisters, in Christ, your word. Teach us to continue in your ways. Not your ways as if we don't do them, but to continue. And everybody said, Amen. all right, here we go. <laughs> we'll go to the slides now, my beloved. Slide one. The man of God passed by and this great Shunammite, this great woman thought, I know he would like something to eat. And Grace has delved into this for her leading edge a cutting-edge message to women in the Dalles several weeks ago. But I'm going to say this was a wealthy family with servants and livestock and assets. And Elisha passed by, <laughs> and she thought, I know he would like something to eat. Has that settled in a little bit? Gratitude. A thankful person thinks and sees beyond themselves. They don't think, me, mine, ours, shut the porch light off, double lock the door, fasten the garage. Oh, I'm quoting what I do, aren't I? No. A thankful person thinks and sees beyond themselves. Even into the maturity of business life, her well-to-do husband and family, her own choice of assets. It would be in our day a garage of eight cars. Maybe I'll take the sports car today, saddle the donkey, tell the servant where you'd like to go. A wealthy, well-to-do woman living, say this with me, with plenty. Say plenty. Now we know these guys, E and E. Elijah and Elisha, they were forever <laughs> stretching out 
the uh, stock of widows. Some of them were just flat and busted. And they still gave according to the word of the Lord. This woman, verse 8, up to verse 8, it's a great, great story. 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. But verse 8, it's this great woman. Incredible assets and financial ability. And this great woman, she thought and she saw beyond her own person and her own family. Doesn't say, I'm going to grab this prophet, sow a seed, and eventually he'll get me a son. Because later in this chapter, that Grace and I'll get to, she tells the prophet, no, I told you I want nothing in return. And don't, don't tease me by telling me I'm going to have a son. Don't break my heart. So that, that door is closed. This great woman of gratitude, she was a thankful person because she thought about others. She saw behind herself, and I didn't even include in this the sense of the Holy Ghost witness. This is a holy man. Huh? I sense this is a holy man. Wow. Love it. Through the plenty, through the staff, through her servants, her busy, well-to-do life, she noticed this, that Elisha, Gehazi, who, I don't know how many more were in the tree, would come by, and, and they just flat out looked hungry. A thankful person is navel-gazing on their whole life. When will their next financial move be? What about their child? Where do I need to shuffle the deck and move them into college? They're thinking about all those things, but they're thinking about not just the known, but the unknown. And I want to say off that, and just remember, so many of you, you would just continue to do that. I'm not, I'm not speaking, using my turn to correct, but to encourage. A thankful person gives a meal, maybe a number of meals, then she thinks, what about shelter? And nowhere do we find uh, anyone in her life, her staff, her husband says, look, these guys ate enough. They eat like we're feeding our livestock. I mean, isn't that a blessing enough? We've helped them be nourished and get on their way. Do you find this a teachable moment? A thankful person gives a meal, then thanks, gives what is needed. A thankful person gives what is needed and then thinks, I wonder how I could do more. Amen. This grateful woman said to her husband, let's build Elisha an upstairs room, go down to Aaron's furniture store, and pick us up or go down to Habitat for... No, she said... Let's build Elisha an upstairs room, furnish it. Say furnish. Do you love this woman? (laughs) I love this woman. I know so many saints like her. Let's build Elisha an upstairs room. Furnish it with a table, a lamp, a chair, and a bed. And whenever Elisha comes by, he can have his rest. 
A thankful person communicates to their spouse, can we give more? This is not, as Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. This is a major gift. I know you probably all do this. This is important. We don't know what gratitude level her husband lived at. But we know that he permitted her to give more. (laughs) If you married a tightwad, you better pray for the coming of the Lord to come quick because that must be a miserable life. If you married a stingy, no deposit, no return. You probably knew that, though, before you flew to Vegas overnight, got married, come back and said, Pastor, meet me. (laughs) Are you still in the house of God? I know what you're thinking. Pastor Mulkey, I'm glad that on my own I can give and I don't really have to go get anybody's permission because I'm a person that is grateful and thankful for what God and others has done to me. And when the Holy Spirit moves on me or when I just take the initiative, I'm thankful I'm a giver. I think this is a good point. Grace and I are forever among people that have a need then. They don't have a need in two hours. They have a need right now. And there's seldom a time where if it's over a certain amount and it's something that would substantially benefit them, at the earliest time we would say, this is what we gave. Amen. Amen. A thankful person communicates to their spouse, can we give more? I don't think I've ever heard that statement. I like that statement. Sometimes Grace will say, I I just feel like you should go give Peter some money. I say, well, I just think you ought to go to 7-Eleven and get a second job and earn more. No, 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 I don't say, no, no, I don't say that. I don't say that. Thanks for the nudge. A thankful person invests it forward. I know, we've heard so much for 15 years or maybe more, pay it forward. I'm not talking about that. A thankful person invests it forward. A thankful person acts versus reacting. You believe that? I believe that. A thankful person acts versus reacts. Not that, you know, we say, let's be a blessing to Freedom House. Obviously, Pastor Jim brings the boys here pre-COVID, post-COVID, and we see them and say, oh, wow, oh, white, thank you. That could be reacting, but that's a good reacting. A thankful person acts versus reacts. Takes initiative. I perceive that this is a holy man. Can we extend our... You didn't even say that. Can we build him? (laughs) The servants go down to par lumber, right? Load up the cart, bring it back, and, and they start building a place for this man of God. In the verses of this scripture, you have to say, you talk about investing it forward. Because Grace's teaching on hope will share with you that the idea that this woman went to her husband and said, can we build an upper room? 
and they built an upper room for the prophet was the place that she would later take her lifeless son and put him on the bed that she bought for Elisha, close the door and say, only Elisha can go in and bring him back to me. Good time for a while. (laughs) Investing it forward. Without any antsy, grabby, you know, seed faith, which is great. Naming our seed, whatever. None of that here. Investing it forward. A thankful person gives, and this great woman, a thankful person gives, not expecting to be remunerated. God restores what a giving, thankful person lost during a season change. Let's go truly, truly. Let's read one more time. God restores what a giving, thankful person lost during a season change. Put a mental bookmark there, and let's go to 2 Kings chapter 8. Then Elisha spoke to this great woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, quote, Arise, go, you and your household, and stay wherever you can. Get out of town, for the Lord has called for a famine, and furthermore, it's going to come upon the land for seven years. So the woman arose. Isn't that amazing? So the woman arose and did, and did according to the saying of the men of God. And she went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines for how long? Seven years. years. It came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. And it wasn't just the house and land, it was the seven years of crops with her name on it. Read this. Then the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me all the great things Elisha has done. Now it happened as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, that there was the woman whose son he had restored to life. Appealing to the king for her house and for her land, and Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son. He was with his mother, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, So the king appointed a certain officer for her, saying, Restore. Underline restore. Would you say restore? Restore. Let's elevate the volume. Say it. Restore all that was hers and all the proceeds from the field from the day that she left the land until now. Seven years. We give you thanks today, Lord, for your faithfulness. The seven years that she was away from her land, you, you were the caregiver. You watched over her assets. You watched over her 401. You watched over her property. You watched over it like angels standing guard. And when she returned after seven years with her son, you restored everything she lost 
in that unusual season. We are in an unusual season. Lord, you know we're in a different season. So many components that make this the land of the Philistines. <laughs> but God, but God, but God, but God, you are faithful. You are faithful. You said, send the officer, send the Holy Ghost, and restore. Make sure you give her all the assets from all the crops that were sold for these seven years. Wow. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. Amen. Amen.